Did you feel it this weekend? It was hot in downtown Columbia because it was hot SC Pride. Is it famously hot? No, well, maybe. Okay. Uh, but plenty of candidates for public office were there and churches. We'll talk about that and protests happening in Europe today on the podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Been looking forward to this show all weekend. I'm you, fired up. You were ready for this stuff on Friday. That's the reason we yeah. need to bring in Mitch to probably try to at least welcome back. Uh, so, it's, it's been so long. I've it's been, a out, on the, you been know. out on the road for so long. It's fi- glad to finally be back with you guys. You're, you're a yeah. counterweight today. Yeah. Right, yeah. because yeah. you're going to have to do that because he is on He's ready to fire. Roll. Are you that hot? He's, well... I'm just saying. Famously hot. Wow. Wow. There it is. Three, three, that was, three a, tri- that was stereo. a stereo. Uh, yeah. That was surround sound. Famously hot South Carolina Pride was this weekend. Um, I'm old enough to remember when Pride Month was just about being gay. Um, Not anymore. We, we would hope that this weekend was just about the gayness. Um, actually... Famously hot SC Pride's been going on for sure. years, and and right. it, it you know at this point I, I would are, like to do away we, with it. Are we making it a quarterly event now because you've got Gay Pride Month in June, and then you've got this in Transgender October? Transgender Awareness Month, right? And so we, I mean, beyond the fact that we we have like quarterly gatherings, and we've given ourselves our own separate we flag. Do, we also do a business meeting every third quarter. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, How is many... that an executive session? Yes. I'm not going to ask what goes on don't, don't executive session. Don't ask session. what goes on executive session. Famously Hot South Carolina Pride did happen this weekend, Mitch. Yes. Now, let's start with this, and I want to I see this to you. We'll get to the candidates <laughs> in a second. Uh, if you, Wait, I, we're, we're just going to give this cold to yeah. just for the reaction. I'm sure it's going to be great. Emmanuel Baptist Fellowship, a church here in Columbia. We are set up. This was two days ago, so this was, uh, I guess, Saturday. We are set up in front of the Optus Bank on Main Street, on the block between Gervais and Lady. It is literally, I could spit and hit it. It's our favorite weekend of the year. It's this church's favorite weekend of the year. Did you know Christmas is on a weekend? Or Easter celebrating the resurrection. It's the most wonderful time of the year, though. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, they are having a gay old time. It's our favorite weekend. Be sure to stop by and see us tomorrow at Famously Hot South Carolina Pride. Mitch, Emmanuel Baptist Fellowship, a unique kind of Baptist. I think that says Uh, it all. Yeah. They got the QR code for you here. Apparently, they're in Lexington County. And look at this, Mitch. They brought their children. Because it's a family-friendly event, this famously hot weekend in Columbia. It was just a few short years ago that Councilman, City Councilman Cameron Runyon was the lone dissenting voice opposing this garbage. I I, I could use a lot of... He was supposed to be the counterweight. (laughs) Nonsense. And now it's ignored, better yet, embraced. I remember when churches lined up across the street and would pray and, and and would sing Christian songs, not in some sort of, you know, anger, but in bringing your Christian voice. And now Christians are lining up on the corner of, you said Lady and Gervais? Yeah. Lady and Maine. Lady, Lady and Maine. Maine. Right. And this is, so this is a block from the State House. My goodness. Yeah. So a block from the State House, you had an entire, it was the stage was set up. Right there for the entire 
weekend. Boy, I'm glad I wasn't in Columbia this weekend. Wow. Well, I, so you know, I, I think we. Really, I I don't. I, I don't even know how to react to a church whose favorite weekend out of the year is the famously hot Pride Fest, famously hot South Carolina Pride Fest. Look at that! Where look they at that lit logo. the state capitol up in rainbow colors. They as didn't their like, logo. They didn't like, it. Just their, their logo. logo. Their logo. No. But my goodness, that's just mind-boggling to me how a church could call themselves. I, I'm just going to shoot straight. How a church could call themselves followers of Jesus and celebrate sin. It's just unconscionable. You know what's what's bad about their logo? They didn't even include any of the Confederate memorials. Really? Um, (laughs) Imagine that. All right, on that note. Or the African-American memorial. Uh, Anyway. Or Strom Thurmond, for that matter. Or Wade Hampton. I could keep going. Tillman. Anyway, the point is that they were not only... This church was not the only group there. I think that goes without saying. We do have Looky there on your screen. Candidate for superintendent of education, Lisa, Lisa Ellis. Ellis. Team Ellis had a blast at the Pride Parade tonight. Come out tomorrow to the festival. We'll be out all day. Most people there, were, I'm assuming, were out all day. They've probably been out for a while. Yeah. They may have been out for a really long time. Well, um, I, I, I will tell you this, that she continues the next day. The love and energy is off the charts. Pride Festival. So, you know, I think it's interesting that the candidate for superintendent of education of the state of South Carolina chooses to go to the Pride Festival to campaign. And now I know what you might be thinking. Don't be too harsh. That's, you know, Democrats, kind of their base. Okay, cool. Let's say this person wins. What kind of ideology are they going to be pressing? Right, and it's, it doesn't even require any editor, editorialization or opinion. It's just cut and dry. If she is at these events and these this is the lifestyle and the agenda that she promotes, this is naturally what she wants for your children in the South Carolina public school but system. But we know, guys, we already know what she wants for our right. kids. Because if you go back, we did this before. You remember we did our press conference earlier yes. this year yep. talking about the, the porno- pornographic material that is available in public libraries exist. and school libraries. It doesn't exist, and even if it does, and you Even don't if need it to ban does. It. <laughs> but if you take a look at SC for Ed, Lisa's, Ellis's website that she has been the leader of for mm-hmm. the longest time, there were specific books yes. that were LGBTQIA ampersand dollar sign asterisk, asterisk, asterisk that. Yeah were included in her list. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a list of those books, we've got them available at palmettafamily.org. You need to go and take a look and see if those books are in your library or if they're in your student's library. Many of you are the ones that reported those books. They are, and 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 this is the thing to do with those. If they are in your library, check <laughs> them out. That's right. Guess what? Still, because of COVID right now, you pay zero fines for overdue books. Let's just work together, folks. Yeah. Check the books out of the library, take them home, put them in a box, and forget about them. If you end up getting a fine from the library, send it to 1414 Lady Street, Columbia, South Carolina. We'll make sure the bill gets taken care of because that's how important it is that these things get out of our public schools out of our public libraries with access to our children. 
Now, if you want to put it in some section other than the than the children's section of the library, yeah. okay. Yeah. Open access, that's what the library is there for. But don't put it in our schools. Don't put it in the children's sections of the library. Period. Full stop. No one, no child, no, your. No child needs to see this garbage. No. Well, well I'll, I just went to the SC for Ed page while you were talking, Dave, and you go to the, 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 to the diversity and inclusion page, all the diversity, all the inclusion, and I have a list. This list is intended for parents and family members and educators seeking to provide options for young readers, which reflect a ra wide range of lived experiences. It is not intended as a comprehensive list, but as a way to begin discussion, reflection, and yeah. learning. Uh, race and racial justice for some of these. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. LGBTQIA for ages three to eight. Am I right on that? Yeah, ages three to eight. My princess boy. Zero to three. My two moms and me. Daddy, papa, and me. Auntie, uncle, drag queen hero, ages three to seven. If you wonder why... Elections matter. Yeah. Down ballot elections matter. This is what is being put out by an organization that has been run by Lisa Ellis, who is a candidate for superintendent of education. That organization has also endorsed her for in her really shocking. Oh, and we're not wow. making any endorsement. We're just pointing at the facts, saying this is what you need right. to be aware of when it comes time to pull the lever on November the eighth. Because your it is voting, not your voting right. machine has a lever. Really? Well, you know. do, do you pull those like the slots? Really? <laughs> like the we slots. are against gambling. <laughs> 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 right. Keep spinning, and we'll see what we end up getting. If you don't show up, you know you, you, have, you are gambling <laughs> on <laughs> your own uh, yeah. election here. Because if you don't show up. Okay, let, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give okay. this. Keep in mind, in the primary back in June, one out of six, six that's it. registered voters showed up at the polls for the primary election. Yeah, that means five out of six people did not show up. It's true. That's actually good math. When you look at this, when you look at the numbers that Henry McMaster, who is most likely going to win re-election. We're not going to... Most likely. I'll get there in a second. Continue. Okay. He only received 9% of the electorate's vote. 9% mm -hmm. of registered voters voted for Henry McMaster. If that's a problem for you, if you don't like the legislation, legislator that we, legislation that we have or legislature that we have, if you want a choice, listen, I know where I'm going to be voting. I know how I voted. I'm in that 9%. Mm -hmm. But for the five-sixths of you who did not vote, you better show up. That's right. right. Because if you're one of those parents that says, hey, listen, you know, I'm really kind of concerned about what's being taught in my schools. I really don't know it, uh, where these issues stand. I want my parental rights taken care of. I don't want porn in my school, and I don't want my kid having access to it because there aren't porn filters on the computers at my kid's school. It's massive then maybe you need to show up this election because be it matters. You must be well, present to win. Speaking of showing up, I'll use that segue instead of the zeros segue. Speaking yes. of showing up, Lisa Ellis was not the only candidate really? to there show up. There were more? There were more. The Democratic candidate, Joe Cunningham, and Lieutenant Governor candidate, um, Tally Pond Casey, both showed up 
at SC Famously Hot Pride. Did they all take a picture? Oh, they they did. all they took did. a picture together. Here it is on your screen. You got two of them. One of them is, is two of them talking. That looks like a really, like, I'm going to look like this is an intense conversation because we're not at a brewery. Yeah. This was right outside of the new Taco Sushi as uh, well. Which makes me really hungry. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> Wait, then Taco Sushi moves to Main Street? Oh, Taco Sushi is. moved. Yeah. And, okay. and then you have, uh, on your screen, you see it, uh, you have Tally Casey with a shirt that says, Human Rights, Equality, Affordable Housing, Global Public Health. I don't know what that means. Health care and lower drug prices. Lower drug pricing. And it's in a rainbow. Yeah. Because all of these issues roll into one, apparently. So, I don't know, Dave. I'm just saying that I know you said that Henry, you know, based on the data, probably going to be the next, uh, continue to be governor after this election. But right. I don't know. I think I think Joe may have locked down the drag vote. I, I just let that hang. I'm just letting that hang for a moment. I think he locked down the drag vote. I don't. I don't foresee. I don't. I don't think any drag queens are necessarily going to choose to vote for Henry McMaster. It's just not their style. It's style just not more, quite that flamboyant. I was about to say their style is much more flamboyant. Well, they go yes. back and forth a lot, um, transitioning one way or the other. So, I mean, they they may. You were just, supposed to be a counterweight. <laughs> you are. <laughs> we may welcome back. We might want to edit that part no, of out. Of course not. Probably yeah, not. We 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 uh, we understand. Listen. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Really? I'm not. <laughs> if you wanna, Justin surprised about what if he's you, about to if say. You wanna, if you want to march in a parade, cool. If, if, if you want to celebrate your own sexual delusion, cool. I'm going to tell you you're wrong, number one. Number two, this event had children present. Do we see a problem? But Justin... But just oh, this is good. If you can't learn to include all people and all thoughts and all ideas, you're just not being. You're not showing the love of Jesus there. That's what they said. Really, I'm um. If you're if you're just listening to the podcast, like seriously, jump over to Facebook real quick, or, I'm, uh, or better yet, download. The Palmetto Family app, so you can watch this because the, the um, visual expressions today, I'm um are great. <laughs> you, you still can't figure. I'm out. almost speechless. Yeah. Um, your own again. I again. I hope beyond all hope that you, if you're out there and you're watching this, cool, great, thanks for watching. Number two, I really hope that one day you introspect and look into your own soul. And determine is 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 putting on things that make you a caricature of a woman really fulfilling that emptiness inside of you? Is it? Because Jesus loves enough to point out that hey, that junk isn't gonna work for you anymore. I'm the only thing that works. I mean, showing Jesus. the showing right. the love of Jesus is not right. being affirming of every single kind of lifestyle. Right. Because you, you what you find in scripture, you will actually find cross dressing in scripture. It's frowned upon. <laughs> Shocking. Um, it's considered wrong. But but that's enough. I don't want to pile on well, hot SE pride. Whatever. I, I want to jump in on one more thing here, and it's overstating the obvious, I think, but it is worth mentioning, and that is, is the over-sexualization of culture. We, Hyper-sexualization. Uh, hyper-over... Uh, why does sex 
and your sexuality, gender, whatever you want to call it, why does that have to be an open, flamboyant, overbearing part of your personality and your identity? It means everything. Well, here's the thing. and, and it's, you, a go- know, it's a God. I know. Exactly. We we had this conversation, and I know you listened to the podcast yeah. over the weekend, but I was I was down in Beaufort mm-hmm. uh, at a missions conference down there, and the question came up about end times yeah. and how there's going to be one world religion. When you look at <laughs> the religion of sex, sexuality, gender identity, transgenderism, sure. and all that, and the acceptance of that. And if you don't accept it. Right, because, you know, as... as vitriolic as people can be if you are not supportive of that viewpoint right they think that we as christians think the same way about them mm-hmm. yeah where we look at it and go listen we're all fallen human beings That's right. we all the fallenness is a recognition for us that we actually need jesus instead of i don't need him therefore I'm going to do whatever I want. I think the difference is open-handed desperation, understanding that he is the only hope that we have. Right. Because Whereas they're trying to fill hope in some different way, shape, or form that isn't him. Right. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up something very interesting. Um, it, <laughs> what you do find is that you're, you're given over to your own desires. I believe I it's, it's Romans chapter 1. I believe it is. I believe it's at the very Romans end of Romans 1. one. Um, and even... Oh, sorry. Let me, let me start up here. Let me start up okay. here, actually. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. So you start with the uncleanness and the lust of your heart, dishonoring your body amongst yourself. Then uh, gives them up to vile passions, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which they which was due. So you see the sexual revolution, the homosexual revolution, and now, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. I think it's interesting there because I think I think there is a real argument to be made here that this is a new religion. Mm-hmm. I think the religion of the hypersexualization religion that is out there is trying its best to infiltrate our schools, infiltrate yeah. our communities. It is it is truly a fundamentalism. Sure. That basically says our way or the highway, that's it. Because if you aren't following our hypersexualization religion, we're going to counterculture you. We are going to blackball you. We are going to turn around and make everybody else go woke on you and cancel you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not just homosexual sin. It's heterosexual sin as well. It doesn't matter if you sleep around. It doesn't matter if yeah. you have a thruple. It doesn't matter. It's just part of the norm of society now. No, it does matter. God designed a relationship for one man and one woman for a lifetime. It's called marriage. That's a really big marriage. deal. And <laughs> uh I feel like a princess or a bride. No, nah, never mind. No, Scratch that. Yes. Careful. Uh, so, yeah, especially in this conversation. So, and sex, and and yeah, here we are talking about sex, three guys, was meant for that relationship. 
and that relationship only. Outside of that relationship, I, I shoot straight, sexual, uh, sexual conduct is a sin. Outside of the bounds of a traditional biblical marriage, a sexual relationship is a sin. So I'm going to butt mitch you here okay. on this one. Because, and, not and this is not literally. But I, I, I think, and I'm going to throw the devil's advocate okay, argument. It is not where I'm coming from. But the argument that is being thrown out there is, what do you care about my private life? My private, and, and the reality of the situation is, you know what? None of us is accountable to any of us except to God. Exactly. Right. For what it is that we choose to do. You can go out there and you can choose to do whatever you want. Ultimately, you are responsible to God for your choices. Where the line gets crossed for, for me, and I know we've talked about this mm -hmm. off the air, is when you are trying to indoctrinate yes. in your new transgender, hypersexualized, whatever you want to call it, religion. Right. When you're trying to indoctrinate our children into your religion, because the same people who will turn around and say, you know, there's a separation of church and say there's a, you know, of this, then then let's call it for what it is and let's get your church out of our state then. Because we <laughs> well, can start playing yeah. this, we can start playing this in both directions if you want to, because your Hypersexualization religion is way overstepping into our public arena. So as we as we wrap this conversation up, I do want to mention one thing that that weekend has come and gone. It's past, and and we move ahead. But if you want to go back and and, and look at that, I'm sure there's plenty of news coverage. Um, if you want to if there talk about was it, news if there was news coverage, so, yeah. And to, and to briefly answer your question, Dave, I, I think there's t it's twofold. My answer would be when your private life becomes public and it's literally marched down Main Street, that's a concern. And then, as I was talking to two parents just the other day, they were talking about this new uh, TikTok thing where it's a kiss cam at football games, and they pass around this frame. Right. It's just a big square, and wh whoever is in the frame, oh, kiss. So if, and, and obviously, but if the frame is with you and I, the pressure is on you and I, if it's two girls, if it's a guy and a girl. And so parents ask questions, hey, mom, dad, it's no big deal. It is a big it deal. It is a big deal. And yeah. we're becoming desensitized because of indoctrination. And that's when I have a problem. With right. It. And and you have that effect. And, and we've talked about this before. Albert Mulder did a great piece on this the other day. Yes. When you have that. It, it kind of builds this momentum effect that goes out there. Is that public pressure? Well, everybody else is doing it. So we see it in polling all the time. Mm -hmm. People want to know, how are other people thinking and voting on this? Good grief. We see it at the state house in the Senate. How are people thinking and voting yep. on a particular piece of legislation? That's yep. right. The same thing is holding true here because we are so trying to normalize, not we. Society. The, the society is mm -hmm. trying to normalize to this new religion that they are turning around and trying to to get you there as much as they possibly can in every way that they can, mm -hmm. on every form of outreach and media that they can. So you wave a white flag of surrender. Oh, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Okay. And you give in. We can't win you the ground. You can't give in. There's one area that you don't want to give in. There's one area that you can still win the ground, and that is happening tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 18th, inside the South Carolina Senate. Senate will be returning to... Possibly, let me give you one option, possibly wrap this thing up on H5399 or send it to conference committee 
Or I guess they could show up and then not do anything and then go home. It is a possibility. I was on uh, the radio this morning with Dr. Tony Beam and Christian Worldview. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who are in the upstate and you his listen radio. to Tony's show on his radio, um, Tony is, is on our board. He's chairman of the board right now. But we had a conversation about this today. Here's the thing about it. Action taken tomorrow by the South Carolina Senate on House Bill 5399. If they recede and allow that bill to go through, it ends up on the governor's desk by the afternoon. The important part of that is the South Carolina Supreme Court hearing on the heartbeat law is the very next day. Imagine what happens in the Supreme Court when a new law has now gone into effect, right. which basically rewrites and overrides any questions that they could possibly mm -hmm. have. Then all of a sudden, Supreme Court gets in and goes, well, listen, we've got a whole brand new law. Uh, case closed. We're moving on because right. this law now supersedes this law over here. Mm -hmm. Now, there are arguments among some within the Senate who say we actually need to go back through and strike through the old law that the Supreme Court has question on. In the way that judicial proceedings work, new law supersedes old law. Mm -hmm. It lay, lays on top of right. it. Yes. And so in that particular case, it would turn around and say, hey, listen, the law, the new law that has gone into effect has now overridden what we had previously. Mm -hmm. There's question as to whether or not the Senate and the House need to come and clean up certain things. I think one of the most important things is we need to get new law on the books in South Carolina as quickly as possible. And yes. we could have this on the governor's desk on Wednesday at the latest. Yes. Yeah. If the Senate votes to recede tomorrow. Yes. If they don't, our next step is the fact that they're going to probably go to a conference committee. Now, we have posted up on palmettofamily.org the two different versions of the bill. There's the House version that they passed and the Senate version that they passed. Mm -hmm. Now here's the way it works. They can't add to anything that's not already there. They can take things away, but they can't add anything else to it. So if you want to see what the two, what the, the total, what is the total mix of things that could possibly go into a bill, anything is truly better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. But we should try to take as much as we possibly can because you could, in reality, say we'll take everything in the House version and everything in the Senate version and combine them together mm -hmm. and have a single strong piece that not only establishes the protection of life from conception, but also strikes out some of the old law, puts in fetal anomalies, and guarantees that we have defined inside state law based upon the House version what protecting the life of a woman means in South Carolina. That's important because it takes some of the other arguments off the table that we really need to deal with. So whatever happens this week, I think we are, despite what some people have said on other media outlets, yeah. this is not over yet, folks. No, sir. The sausage is still being made. It's going to be spicy. It's a spicy sausage. But I think we're going to have something when it's all said and done. So that's coming up this week. And again, we'll keep you updated and we'll keep you posted yeah. on what happens in the Senate on the 18th of October. Yeah, it'll be the 18th, right? Yeah. Now we go, go across the pond. Oh, are we really? And and I'm going to show you, this. these are two separate videos. We're going to roll them back to back. I want to remind you that famous paintings in museums typically, and this one did,
they have a thin layer over top of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So as to protect. As them. to protect them. From, it's kind of like a screen, like your, uh, your like a screen, protector. screen protector. Sure. On your device. So, here's what happened at a museum to a famous Van Gogh painting. Again, they toss Heinz tomato soup. That shows you how awful Europe is. They toss a can, I mean, not even Campbell's. America. They toss a a tin of Heinz tomato soup at a painting. Now, I live in a world, and I live in a realization that I can both help people with hunger and enjoy art. Like, one doesn't have to go away. It's an oil painting. It has zero to do with, like, manufactured oil for heating homes. We do. Like, it, 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 they're not the same. And this idea, uh, okay, young girl who I guess has a Greta Thunberg complex. <laughs> How dare you? She's of age now. We can make fun of her. <laughs> you, I almost got myself there. Uh, you, 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 you shout at me. You yell at me about the families that are cold. I thought we had global warming. That were cold and hungry, and yet your mode of action, instead of going and feeding the people, is to waste a can of soup and throw it on a painting. The can of soup could have been used to feed the hungry, cold people. I guess the good news for these two children is that where they're going, they're going to get three squares a day, and probably nice, warm... <laughs> the government will three, be feeding you'll get, and housing. You'll get, you'll get three hots and a cot. <laughs> yeah, you'll get everything you need. I, so, okay, yeah. but, okay, Instead let, of being cold Let us rewind then what the real issue. They're yelling about the cost of living crisis. People going cold and cold, hungry families. Okay. Cost of living. Maybe, maybe get your European governments under control. Maybe yeah. we've got an inflationary issue that's going on here. And it's here. not just in America. It's well, it's much worse. It's a, well, it's, Mitch, it's much inflation's yeah. much worse in Europe, and it's only gone up like but an inch here. But right. isn't that all Vladimir Putin's fault? Uh, never mind. There are so many other factors that play into this. <laughs> if you want to talk about the the green energy revolution, this is welcome to. The sidebar effects of the green energy revolution, because if, wait, wait, we can't do fossil fuels. Actually, Germany's going back to coal. We're not talking about that right now, because we're getting rid of fossil fuels. Did they not get the memo from AOC that this was the price of admission? I mean, people were going to have to go coal. We were going to have to pay a price. 
That's only in AOC's hood. That's not over uh, there. That's, only in across the that's a pond. Across so we fled the bonds of tyranny in seventy seventy six. They're still trying to fight the man over there. Got but it. The, but the, so if so King if you want to do something, right, if King you want to go if you want to go all clean, uh, clean green route, then guess what? Your green energy policies are going to leave you at a place where get where you don't have heating fuel. Why? Because you're not drilling for it. Right. Well, this wasn't the only protest. There this, was more? There was more. People are Take going green look. everywhere. Take a look on your... We will not be stopped by injunctions that are intended to silence protest. We're a non-violent civil disobedience movement. We know that the changes in the laws, the injunctions against us, are irrelevant in comparison with mass starvation, with the genocidal policies that our government is pushing for, with their 100 new fossil fuel licenses in the North Sea. This, wait, wait, this wait. gentleman, this gentleman, number one, needs to get a shirt that fits. Number two, probably needs to see the sun. Um, <laughs> He's been in his mom's basement, man. It's an Aston Martin... And he and he sprays the building with something. Sean, I bet he's. I bet the issue is more the fact he's he's more of a McLaren fan than Aston Martin. <laughs> Sean Connery is saying, upset. It has, it has, shown, it has shown up on certain comments make, in certain places. Make, thanks make, to make assistant day. producer Grant Wilson today for that one. Appreciate <laughs> make my, that one. Make my day, uh, Sean Connery. Uh, so we have. Here's the thing. As we wrap up this edition of the podcast, uh, we've gone from drag queens in the streets in Colombia to. Uh, this whatever this is, throwing soup at paintings and car dealerships. I'm not even touching the first lady being in an NFL game yet last night. Getting booed. Getting wildly violently booed. booed. I mean, the Eagles threw snowballs at Santa. So um, <laughs> Eagles fans. Yeah. Um, so. But they are undefeated. They are undefeated. <laughs> Wasn't gonna talk about sports today. It's too sad. Uh, so so we have these we have these people that are protesting and Dave made a good point before the show and because I'm talking right now I'm going to steal. <laughs> Welcome to they, our world. They they Yes. These people they show up, they protest, they don't do anything of consequence and then they just go away. They make a bunch of ruckus, they firebomb some pregnancy centers. You don't see conservatives <coughs> spray painting things. Like no. like when conservatives don't get their way Typically, they just sit down and don't do anything. First of all, I, I haven't. I, we, I don't see conservatives going out and lighting up police cars in the city of Columbia. No, they don't. No, we, we didn't we do that. In we are not throwing bricks through windows. We don't do that here. We don't do that here, and we we don't beat up protesters. No. Well, well, one conservative did. I'll leave that alone, though. We'll leave it alone for now. We'll leave Mister Rittenhouse alone. But when you begin to look at these things. It's amazing when conservatives have a stance on something, they're not going to turn around True. and try to destroy something. We, That's that, not what we do. We don't do that round here. the mostly peaceful but fiery protests were Gen not conservatives. I'm just going to throw this out there. Generally, conservatives are conservative because they help pay for the things that the not conservatives <laughs> are tearing down. But I do have a question. How in the world did you start the fire on the car if it weren't for an oil product? I'm just... Ryan started the fire. 
Well, I we didn't say, start the fire. It was always <laughs> burning since the world's been, been turning. Could have been, could have been, could have been, been. Well, it probably could have been alcohol. But that's then, true. But then the fire wouldn't have lasted so long. There wouldn't have been a big boom. That's true the as well. The big boom helps. It does help. They love big booms, and apparently they love the Big Bang too. I'm all over the place today. It's yeah, a great Monday, but it's great. Uh, so again, it's great that you're with us. SC famously hot pride and 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 drag queens, and I won't even get into the drag queen's name like shiny. Um, but really, too, a little on the nose there, don't you think? Um, and then we got protests in Europe. Uh, we we have an abortion debate in South Carolina still, uh, trying to protect life from conception. Yeah. Uh, as we debate the issue of abortion in South Carolina, that could come to an end. I mean, abortion could come to an end in South Carolina this week, y'all. I, I, or I, abortion could just get worse in South Carolina yeah. if we don't do anything about it. Well, I was going with the positive. I know. I, I just wanted to get the positive. He was supposed to be the counterweight today. Yeah. Turns I'm out old. you have been. it. I know. Typically, I don't have to worry about that. You, Dang it. You want to tell people how they can get involved in what's happening tomorrow? <laughs> I would love to tell you how you could do that. First of all, you need to make sure that you're following Palmetto Family on all social media channels. You need to make sure that you're a part of our email newsletter as well. You can also, we're encouraging you to get in touch with your senator. Let them know where you stand on the issue of life. It's time to stand boldly. Time to stand boldly. Stand for life. Give them a call. If you don't know who your senator is, I'm going to steal another line. If you don't know who they are, they They don't know who who you are. are. So make sure you go to the Palmetto Family Council app or you can go to the state legislature page and you can go to Find My Legislator. And you will see who your state senator is. Not your U.S. senator. Right. It's not going to be Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott. That's correct. So if you don't call their offices in Washington. They, they would love to hear from you, I'm sure, but but not on this issue. This issue has to do with one with your state senator. This is a person, just so that you understand, your state senator lives in your community. Mm-hmm. They live locally near you. You are a constituent. You have a House member and a Senate member who represent you and live in your community. You need to know who they are so that you can be a voice into the decisions that they are making. And so you can track with us all day on Tuesday and the days to follow as to what happens with this legislation and what happens with the conversation surrounding it. Later on this week, we'll be back for another edition of the podcast where we will actually have some more crazy concepts from California along with a pronoun of the day. Both of those now have really cool bumpers, and we're excited about them, and they're always fun. Um, I'm thinking we're going to go with the Diamond Diamonds pronouns this week, but we'll see. We'll That's, see what that happens. Can be really is, that a base, is that baseball or mm, no? Oh. Why would you do that? So <laughs> seriously, we'll have, just did, talk about he, baseball. He did. He did. That's unfortunate. Stop it. It's broken. Um, so we will take about a three-day break, and when we come back, we'll have a brand new episode of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. Three of the members are here, so I only have to say this for Kevin Caiello and for Dave Wilson and Mr. Prosser. Interestingly enough, he's here today. I'm I am Justin Hall. We will talk to you next time on the Palmetto Family Matter Podcast.